What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! In this topsy-turvy world, we've said it once, we've said it before, we'll say it a million times. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. I want to talk about a few strange things today. So, yes, the truth will always set you free, unless your last name is Biden, Clinton, or Obama. And then the truth is subject to whatever the narrative is that the left creates. The Secret Service closes the White House cocaine investigation, says it is not able to identify a, sus- a suspect. Now, of course, Hunter Biden's been staying at the White House for a while now, and the the location of the cocaine has been a subject of of let's just say let's just let's just be nice about it and just say it's it's been a subject of concern about exactly where it was found. It was found here. It was found there. It was found. Oh no, it was found over there. There's been no direct correlation exactly to where in the White House this cocaine was found. And the Secret Service says it does not have enough evidence to single out a person of interest. Now, the White House is supposed to be one of the most or the most secure build, most secure building in the world. They have cameras everywhere. They probably have more than blink cameras from Amazon. They probably got better cameras. They have biosensors. They have heat sensors. They have all this technology, which is used to protect the president of the United States. They have men posted everywhere. There is probably not a, a dead spot in reference to, to security in the White House. They have the access of multitudes of scientists, multitudes of d- investigative materials and personnel from even the DOJ and, the, and, and everyone else. And even the Secret Service has their own investigatory, investigatory division. And then all that being said, you find cocaine in the White House and no one has an idea how it got there. I have no clue. <laughs> they were saying at first it was found inside a receptacle used to temporarily store electronic devices and personal devices prior to entering the White House. Then, it's, then it was said it was, uh, it was found someplace else. This, that was on July 2nd so it was found. Um, so... Evidently, this person wiped down the bag of cocaine, took all their DNA and fingerprints on it before they put it in this this cubby where you where you sit there and you you know you you store your devices before you enter the White House. But why are you going to store a device when you enter the White House? This building is secure. <laughs> um, they didn't find any latent prints, and they found insufficient DNA to present for an investigation comparison. They didn't find any latent prints. There was no prints. The cocaine bag. This person is such a smooth criminal that they wiped down the cocaine bag. They took off all their DNA 
and they put it in this cubby because of the fact that they knew the Secret Service was going to find it, but they wanted to make sure they had no physical traces of evidence, no forensic evidence. I always go back to that scene and uh, uh, super bad when, when the two police officers are talking about the fact that the one guy, when he can't a cop, he thought everything was covered in semen. And it's not, it doesn't work that way. You actually have to investigate. But if, you know, if the guy, they even said that if the guy had ejaculated on you and we had the semen, we could probably find him. Well, evidently, this guy did not ejaculate on the back of cocaine. We're assuming it's a guy. And I laugh because I, I have a friend. I have had a couple friends that w- or were in the military. I have a couple friends that, um, you know, had done things for the military in regards to, you know, not espionage, but, you know, just surveillance. And I have one friend that told me that they could look at the pimples on the fly and a fly's ass from a satellite hovering the earth and hear conversations even after you turn your cell phone off. They could still use it as a listening device. And when I mentioned the cocaine situation to him, he he basically said, You have to be crazy. They have evidence. They they probably they know whom went in and out of these lockers. And I love it because they say, well, there's 182 lockers in the foyer. Currently, locker 50 is where the cocaine was found, and that key is missing. Ooh, the plot thickens. The key, for some reason, is missing. So you have 50 lockers. Someone took the key out of the locker, never went back for their drugs, and the key is still missing. Hunter Biden, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Hunter Biden, I'm looking at you. Looking at you, Hunter. And they are also told there are no logs on the lockers. There are no video surveillance of the lockers. So you could go into there and put whatever you want in these lockers in the most secure building in the world. And there's no cameras there. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Not buying it. Not buying it. They don't have any leads. I would tell you where this missing key could be. We have no leads. I have it. I, I have a lead. Hunter Biden's going to stay at the White House for a while. Now, can we just look in Hunter Biden's pockets? Maybe he gave it to the seventh grandchild <laughs> that Joe Biden will not even acknowledge. And I love it because cringe on me. It was a heavily traveled part of the White House. So we'll have no idea. <laughs> the most secure building in the world has no idea how a bag of Coke, a powder, a white powdery substance got in there. No, we got no clue. Sorry. Nothing to say here. I know there's speculation that uh, it was Hunter Biden's. And, of course, Hunter Biden has that sweetheart plea deal that most of us would have gone to jail for 10, 15 years. Um, that if this turns out, to, if it turned out to have been his cocaine, that he would lose that deal because it would be a felony. I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that from a couple people around the around the way. That that's what they're saying is going on, that it was Hunter Biden's. But the fact that if he if it's proven to be his, that there is no way in hell he'll get a sweetheart deal. Now, I love it because the 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 Secret Service is is basically their job is to protect the president, protect the president and the family and the and the first family. That's their job. And evidently, they're doing a great job. Of doing that because of the fact that we can't figure out anything that's going on in reference to where this could be coming from or where this could potentially be coming from. (laughs) Kamala Harris was at it again. 
And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. First of all, you can't predict what the machine's going to do. Second of all, why does she treat people like they're all four-year-olds? Um, what I want to talk about here is artificial intelligence. That, again, is intelligence that is artificial. It's a fancy word. It's AI. Now, the letter A stands for artificial. Now, the letter I stands for intelligence. And that's where you get the phrase artificial, artificial intelligence because it's a fancy word, and it's really hard to spell. It's almost like, you know when you were in high school? And you had a book report due, and it was an oral presentation. And you didn't read the book, but you read the dust jacket. So you're giving, you're up there giving your report, and you're like, well, you know, war and peace, you know, there wouldn't be war if there wasn't peace. And this is a uh, deep-thinking, thought-propagative uh, 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 novel, which allows the – it's like you just reading off the dust jacket. That's what she does. She is a dust jacket. She She is so – she is so – there is nothing that some people, of course, are always want to. Every time I want to do a show, everyone always wants to text me. She's so vacuous. There's nothing there, and I believe, and I love it because she's like she talks. They they say that she talks down to people because of the fact that you know that's just the way she communicates with people. But the problem is, I think she talks down to people because she's she's just this stupid that she doesn't understand it. So she's just reading off the dust jacket. And and I think that's kind of where where we get these gems from. Because of the fact that, like the other day, she came out and said, uh, you know, the travel department is basically about getting people to go where they need to go. <laughs> oh, I mean, really? I mean, that was her thought process. And I, I, you give her credit, like I said, you give her credit because of the fact that you, you want to kind of slam her for being a moron. But then it's also like, you know, the, the poor woman is in this job. That she's got no, she's got no rational reason to be in this this role or this position. There, there was she had no specific qual specific excuse me qualifications in reference to getting this role. She got it because she was black or she is black and Indian. Let's be honest. We've talked about this before. People have come out and said she got this job because of her, of her ethnicity. Or her race, or or whatever, or whatever, or whatever you want to call it. That's why she got this job. That's why she got this role, and she is a heartbeat away for being from and being commander in chief. And I think that should scare the bejesus out of everybody because it's so scary and it's so sad that she has no qualifications. And most of the time, vice presidents don't really have true qualifications to be in the role that they're in. But the problem is, she really has no qualifications to be in this role. But we're going to sit there and we're going to keep rolling her out there like it's like it's a good thing. You know, transportation is basically about getting, you know, getting people to where they need to go. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Dust Jacket. And like I said, she is literally a dust jacket. That's what she is. She is reading off her dust jacket. Let's let's see. Let, we got to hear this. You got to hear it. We got to hear this. 
Let's see. Let's see if I can. I, I know I have it. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. To thank the secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. <laughs> it's that basic. And then she laughs. And I love the line where she goes to mom asks her, did you fall out of a coconut tree? Maybe she did fall out of the coconut tree. Maybe that's the possibility. But this this is our leadership. We have a guy that if if you really sit there and think about it and you watch him and people are like, well, he's just like my grandpa. Well, kind of, kind of just, just like your grandpa. He's, he's, he's too old. He's senile <laughs> and, and he's getting dementia. So he is just like a grandfather, except not for that seventh grandchild. <laughs> Because that that one that one do, that one doesn't count. <laughs> that was that was a mistake. That one that one doesn't count. There's been a lot of speculation about the Supreme Court and Judge Clarence Thomas and and some ethics issues that people are saying, but nobody's talking about Judge Sotomayor. Evidently, her net worth has increased significantly since joining the Supreme Court. Now she was nominated back in uh, 2009. In 2007, her sum total of investments were between 50000 and 115000 And this is according to her disclosure form uh, for that year. She reported only two assets, a checking account and a savings account, both with Citibank. In 2008, her finances, the same assets, 15000 65000 The following year, which Sotomayor was both nominated and confirmed to the White House, she had the same range of investments and values. Since then, her net worth has gone up. And ranking her as one of the nation's millionaires. In 2021, her investment totals were between $1.5 million and $6.4 million. Last year, her investments were $1.6 to $6.6. Her yearly salary as a Supreme Court justice is $180,000 a year. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. Her yearly salary was $108,000 a year when she was a federal, a federal appeals court judge. Now, currently as a member, she's expected to make $285,000 a year. So yes, there's a hundred thousand dollar increase. But how does your investments go from fifteen thousand to six point six million? But nobody, everyone wants to look at Judge Thomas hanging out with his buddy on a boat or going on a trip. The Associated Press reported that her staff often is prodded at public institutions that have hosted just to buy her memoirs or children's books. Works that have made her at least $3.7 million since joining the Supreme Court to rake in the six-figure royalty payments annually. So you can have her come talk at your event, but you got to buy her memoir. You, gotta, you have to buy 30,000 copies of her memoirs or her children's book. But nobody, everyone wants to talk about Judge Clarence Thomas, but Sotomayor can have $6 million, can go from $50,000 to $6.6 million in a couple of years. Uh, there's nothing to see here. No, no, no. Well, yeah, we have nothing to see here, even though the pricing has it's just gone up exponentially. But that's that's all right, though. It doesn't matter because she's a liberal. And when you're a liberal, that's the end of it. I've mentioned before, I, I like uh, I like watching and listening to news outside of the U.S. because every news channel has their own slant and their own spin. You you have CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. They they all they all have their the right or left leanings, and I always like to go out and w listen to or 
or satellite radio is great for that. You know, you got Sky News, you, you got the news from the UK, you got the news all over the place. And once again, the Russian Security uh, Chief Counsel Deputy Chairman has said that World War III is getting closer. And summarizing the results of this, uh, the summit, the NATO summit as villainous. Evidently, he didn't know Joe Biden was there yelling at reporters. <laughs> uh, because the reporters, uh, the reporters had the audacity to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, they had the audacity to ask questions. <laughs> A quote from the Russian Security Council deputy chairman says, NATO summit primary results, everything as we thought, to increase military aid to Kiev regime, using anything possible, missiles, clusters, ammunition, ammunition and aircraft. The West, which has gone mad, could come up with, and it couldn't come up with analysis, predictably, one of the highest levels to the point of idiocy. Actually, it is a death end. World War III is getting closer. Now, you know, you, you've had some saber rattling from, uh, you know, from the Kremlin for a while now. But the, these, 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 these calls and these, these like, concerns that, you know, we're inching closer to World War III because of Ukraine, is, to me, seems to be getting louder and louder. I mean, it's, it's just the point that we have to decide at one point in time, are we fighting Russia or is Ukraine fighting Russia? Is the West fighting Russia? Or is Ukraine fighting Russia? Is NATO fighting Russia? Or is Ukraine fighting Russia? Because of the fact that we we are in a in a point where we're in a vicarious situation that the the, the munitions that we're giving to Ukraine are kill basically they're killing Russian soldiers. So by proxy, that you know, like I said, this this potentially is a proxy war. That we are there fighting Russia now. And there's already reports, and Joe Biden, I love Joe Biden, how he confirms it. Well, we sent cluster bombs because we're running out of heavy ammunition here in the United States. So we sent them some cluster bombs instead. Hey, Joe, that's probably not a good thing to say. Again, Joe, you said the quiet part out loud. That's the part you keep in your brain. That's not the part you say out loud. Because that probably wasn't on the teleprompter that the, the United States is running low on munitions. Now, then the generals had to come up and back it up and go, no, 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 this is surplus. We, you know, we have X amount of munitions that we save for ourselves. But don't, you know, that's, that's, you know, Joe's just, you know, <laughs> Joe, Joe just doesn't know what he's talking about. But like I said, it's just interesting that you, you are seeing more and more as in some ways the war and war is getting, is being dragged out longer and longer and, and Russia's getting more desperate and then we are sending more of these weapons that you, we could be drawn in, not in a conventional warfare, but in, in a nuclear sense. And I think a lot of people need to get a little concerned about that. Because of the fact that it just do, it, it does is are, are we going to fight this proxy war? If when if we are, why don't we just send troops? Why don't we just send troops out? Everything now is electric. You can do it. It's electric. Waka, waka, waka. Everything's electric now. Everything. You say electric cars, electric stoves, electric everything. And you, we are going to go with all completely electric by 2035 or whatever it is. Or 2035. And even the gentleman who runs the, uh, who is basically in charge of energy for the, um, for the entire country, who was up in front of the, I think, up front of Congress, I can't remember what it was, basically came out and said that uh, we have no idea how we would, uh, basically, how this our electric grid would be able to handle all this that we're going to, because of the fact that we are attacking fossil fuels and cracking down on fossil fuel power plants, which are used to power the electric grids and keep them reliable. 
and he has no idea how much how many gigawatts of power we would be using or would have to use because that you know we don't want we don't want to look at that <laughs> screw that you know we don't want to have enough, we, we just want to go electric but we don't we don't need to know how we're going to actually power the grid so Biden's been cracking down on fossil fuel plants for a while now you know it's part of his clean power plan 2.0 where basically everything that they're going to do is it's going to be we're going to be carbon neutral, blah 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 blah. That's great. No, I always love the fact that we're going to be carbon neutral, but no one else in the country or no one else in the world is going to be carbon neutral because it's not like the atmosphere shifts or rotates around the Earth or anything. So what we do here does, you know, luckily does not it's not directly affected what they do in China and in India, which are two of the biggest carbon producers. But we don't we don't want to talk that. However, we don't talk about that. Uh, the agency right now, the, the environmental agency, the EPA, unveiled new power plant, plant regulations, basically targeting fossil fuel powered plants emissions as a part of the administration's bolder climate change. The agenda says the plan would avoid so was six, uh, so was 617 million metric tons of carbon pollution through 2042 via new standards focusing coal plants and gas plants to either utilize carbon capture technology or shut down. Now, of course, we only need these plants to produce the electricity that we need to power the cars and power everything we have because we, we all know that the wind turbines don't work all the time. We know solar power is not as reliable as it should be. We, ha- we, we have, we're not totally proficient in capturing the energy from all these renewable fossil, non-fossil fuel devices. And basically what's happening is it could resort, people are saying, into a energy shortfall. Fossil fuels generate more than 60% right now of U.S.'s total, total renewable energy sources. Total, I should say. I should say rephrase that. They produce 60% of the energy that we use. Renewable energy, such as solar and wind, is only 14%. So more than half of the energy that we use is from fossil fuels. And I love it now because, I, you know, this was the greatest thing in the world. Nuclear power. Everyone, uh, the left always hated nuclear power. Nuclear power is bad. Nuclear power is terrible. We have all this nuclear waste. We have nothing we can do with it. Now that they're shutting down fossil fuels, nuclear energy is renewable. It's now a renewable source of energy, according to the left, which I find interesting because of the fact that what are you doing with the nuclear waste? That's not renewable last time I checked. But we have this power grid system. They want to overload the the, system. California is a great example with Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, everything's going to be electric. Waka, waka, waka. But the problem is this. You can't charge your electric car or run your air conditioning in the state of California between the hours of 6 p.m. and 1 (laughs) a.m. Because the electrical grid will be overtaxed. So you are going to burn fossil fuels to charge a vehicle, and then that vehicle is going to use that power. So technically, you're using two power sources to power that vehicle, and the battery, the components to produce the batter, the lithium batteries for these cars is one of the dirtiest processes there is and produces more carbon emissions and i forget how many how many actual years or months of uh, of of a standard gas vehicle we're just heading towards a reliability crisis in, re- in reference to the electrical grid that's all we're doing that's where that's where we're headed right now and and biden and joe is ha- is sitting out front going bah, it's okay we'll be fine Illinois, 
the great state of Illinois, will no longer allow landlords to consider immigration status. Now, they enacted a legislation that's also going to extend standard driver's license to undocumented immigrants. <laughs> and the governor signed it. The law was part of a several-piece legislation, including taking aim at giving undocumented immigrants access to state driver's license. The bill replaces the current temporary visitor driver's license with a standard license that will last four years and impact over 300,000 people who currently hold temporary licenses. You understand why people now are just flocking to this country? Because there are certain states that are fucking morons. You're not here legally. You shouldn't even, you should not be able to drive legally. But here you go. Here's your driver's license because your asylum, because 90 something percent of asylum claims get denied. And now we're looking at it and telling, and telling landlords, you cannot ask in reference to immigration status on your applications. You can't inquire about that anymore. When do we stop protecting the people, the citizenry of this country? When are we going to set clear boundaries that say, if you hear illegally, you should not enjoy the benefits of this nation? I don't care if you're from the left. I don't care if you're from the right. If you are not in this country legally, you should not be offered the protections and and the circumstances such. Or I shouldn't even say circumstances, but you should not be offered the protections and the benefits of being a citizen. Because then what is the, then why even become a citizen? There's a lot going on in this world, and we're going to keep saying it. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is going to hold my lawn. The Mad Realms of a Gen Xer. And I'm out of here.